this is Pondering Bhutan with Ajishi Otaro and Hajime Tsuboi. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. And this is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy podcast that's dedicated to Eiji Nonika's manga series, Kromarty High School. And today we are continuing our read-through of Volume 4 with Chapter 72, Train Train. And Chapter 73, Train Kept a Rolling. The chapters for tonight <clears throat> remind me a little bit of the uh, the train joke in Metalocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I think you've referenced that to me. Yeah, the there's like one where they're learning about the blues and just all the songs that everyone's playing is about trains, and then um, something horrible happening with a, a train. Yeah, and so then <laughs> um, one of the the Metalocalypse members is like. Why are all these songs about trains? I and I, <laughs> I think about it whenever yeah. there are songs about trains, and especially here where we've got a bunch of chapters uh, titled after songs about trains. Yeah, yeah, two consecutive. I don't know if it continues in the next few or not. Um, I know that next next week we have a train one. Uh, I think the week after there might be some some train ones. Um, they don't always have the word train in them. Uh, but some, yeah, sometimes it's like a different train reference, but we're going to be on, as I said, we're on the train for a while. Yeah. Train Um, is such a good setting for fiction. Yeah. It's almost too good. It's like too easy because it's, it's so good. And then maybe overused for that reason. No, what what's what would be examples of the overuse of trains for you? Well, <laughs> okay, this is within a very narrow. It's a it's a narrower uh, context. Um, trains could in like IRL trains could stand to be used a lot more. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm well, in no, favor in, of in fiction. Don't what's an wrong. overuse of trains as a setting of fiction for you? Okay, I'll I will I'll answer this question, but yeah. like you can prove my point as well, and anyone listening can prove my point. Start thinking about fiction, like any form of media set on a train. Bacchano, Snowpiercer, Demon Slayer, uh, Mugen Train. Um, what's the <laughs> what's the Wong Kar Wai film that's on the train? Um, oh, uh, I, I, I'm mad that I can't remember the name. Yeah. I mean, oh, that, uh, whatchamacallit, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. The time has something to do with, with time. I'm set on a train. I'm, I'm looking up the train. Because uh, you're not thinking about Chunking Express, are you? Because that's that's not really on a train. You know what? I might be. <laughs> um, uh, I I might just be like mixing things up. Yeah. And thinking of the, I might be pairing the like name of that movie with. Yeah. I was just like, I don't. Another movie. I haven't seen every single Wong Kar Wai film, so like. But you don't remember. You don't remember. I don't. Train. I don't remember a train one. And then I was like, you know, 
uh, Wong Kar Wai train film, and it brought up Chungking Express, and I was like, but that, that's not a, that's not a train. <laughs> I don't even, yeah. there might be like a scene where somebody gets on a train. I feel like there's more train station than train, and also that's still a small part of the movie. Right. Yeah. Well, regardless, though, I don't think I need that example. <laughs> uh, it's not an example. I don't think I need that. I'm just saying, like, especially recently, uh, I just had like three. I can remember three immediately. I think that's pretty. That's pretty fair. But like, for such an for such a strange device, having it be that common, I still feel like I I still feel like it's not overused. I think you could put more stuff on a train. Okay, fair enough. Well, like, the, the imagine if this part imagine not, if this podcast was on a train. That would be that would be pretty uh it'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be I like this is played out. You'd be like, "Oh wow, a podcast that's on a train?" Well, yeah. But then then we'd be do something <laughs> we'd be doing something new with it. I think the core of my argument is not the overuse component it's that it's such a good device that it's like too easy okay because yeah because whether or not it's overused okay we can i think that's an extrapolation from my original uh contention i kind maybe i was kind of implying that but i just think like the containment of the action, you know, the vehicle, it's, it's big enough. It's like so apt for symbolism. Uh, and then also just like for, from a practical narrative standpoint, yeah, it's large enough for like, uh, uh, for action to happen like more so than like a bus or a car yeah, or an airplane. You can like move through the cars and you can have like a whole, a, a more expansive type of story. Especially like action stuff, yeah. On on the train. Uh, so, that's that's my argument. It's a great device, and yeah, maybe the podcast should be on on a train. Yeah. Uh, I still have not. Oh, source code. <laughs> that's the that's the movie I'm thinking of. What? Uh, Source code? The Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Yeah, the Jake Gyllenhaal The Jake movie. Gyllenhaal. That's on the train. I was like, I don't think that Wong Kar Wai did source code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, he didn't. But <laughs> it would be great if he did. Yeah. We can talk about movies again, by the way. Oh, God. I didn't even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can. That's really lucky. That's. Yeah. That's, that's really lucky because I like wasn't thinking about that at all i just started <laughs> ranting about movies again um, uh but yeah that's that's good uh we talked a little bit about the the conclusion of the strike i i don't know if we were even on on pod but when we recorded uh our most recent ghost divers episode over the weekend yeah i know you have some mixed feelings about it um, to be honest, I haven't I haven't studied the resolution. Yeah, I mean the the big thing is it just seems like the they they did too many allowances with the AI from from my understanding and from like seeing people who uh, 
you know, were part of the union and were critical of the, the like deal that was reached. Um, Mm -hmm. like there is still like an AI clause, which I don't even think really existed before. Uh, but there are like a number of caveats that are not really clearly spelled out and could like really easily be used as loopholes for things. Um, Mm -hmm. including just like apparently like documentary stuff in general. Uh, you can still oh, like use, documentary like, film. Yeah. Can't is like excluded. Yeah. So a documentary film, uh, like a company could just use AI actor, like an AI image version of an actor with like, you know, AI version of their voice, that kind of stuff. The, the, the stuff that like, especially Disney's been doing, like if you think about like some of the star Wars stuff where it's like, Oh, we like yeah. this, like actor is not only old, but like dead now. And we just like, put him in using AI revivify their, their likeness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the, all I saw, like, uh, to be honest, all I've read about it was a very brief summary so far. Uh, and I saw something in the summary was saying that there are compensations in place for, uh, writers and actors and whatnot for like the use of AI. Yeah. Uh, but it just feels like, I guess, I'm I'm filling in the blanks a little bit there, uh, but it just feels like a long-term, like, not a long-term fix. Uh, because, like, maybe there's, uh, seems like it will tail off if there's like compensation in place right now for the people whose like likenesses or writing is being used right now. Uh, but then 30 years down the road when, when these people aren't working anymore and it's new people working, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but yeah, I guess it's not productive for me to <laughs> speculate when I don't even know. Yeah. And I mean, they'll, they'll be a vote guess... on it and stuff, but um, yeah, it seemed it seemed like the the WGA deal that was reached was more like uh, just good things all around um, from from my impression. And again, I'm not like a part of either of these unions. Um, I'm not doing this work, but just from the stuff that I, I saw of it and like, you know, people talking about it. Um, so um it still seems like there's a lot. Well, we'll see how the vote goes because uh, the vote is ending like early next month. Um, and who knows what will happen. Like, even if it uh, gets shot down, that doesn't necessarily mean the strike's back on. But, um, you know, I also think yeah. that uh, in general, there's um, like a lot of people are expecting that the vote will go through. Um, mm. So. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I guess with all that said, uh, the takeaway is we can talk about movies again. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, I'm glad for that, especially since I absentmindedly started talking about movies. Yeah. Uh, also, can, I don't know if you can hear this. Oh, I could. You have a physical copy can, of volume you can four. Hear that. You immediate. Yeah. You deduced exactly what I was what I was wanting no. you to. Uh, no, I'm doing it to with my deduce. Copy. Yeah, no, we can we can both do it together. Yeah, this yes, is I great do. audio. I, 
<laughs> um, I do have a physical copy of volume four. So, and I've had one last time. I didn't use it because. Okay. So when we started on volume four, yeah, I was like, I definitely have a physical copy of this. Uh, Cause I had ordered like three, four and five and then three wasn't shipped and was just like a whole pain. And so we know that how that story ends. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, I'm so sure that I have volume four and I was just searching all over and I couldn't find it. And then I was just like truly defeated about it. Um, like, not only did I not get volume three, but also I failed to get volume four, even though I thought I did, but like, I guess I didn't. And now I'm just defeated. Uh, and so that's why I didn't even talk about it last time. Cause I was just like, I can't acknowledge this right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm packing, uh, or earlier I was packing because I'm going to Florida tomorrow uh, to visit my fiance's family and do Thanksgiving and all that. And there's a closet in our uh, apartment. That's I, I never go in and it's like not used for book for book storage. Yeah. But I guess when Sarah was moving stuff around not too long ago, some, she took some um, like six books and then just put them on the shelf in, in here, <laughs> in this closet, uh, for a reason I, I haven't uh, inquired after yet. Yeah. So I opened the closet and there it was. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> Finally, I have a physical copy again. Uh, and not only volume four, but volume five as well. So we're locked in for the near future. Yeah. And it, it feels good. The art on volume four is great. Although I guess this is technically that's ancillary material. So I shouldn't comment on that right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, suffice it for now to say the art is great. Uh, as we know from Makashima, having the physical copy of the book is far superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, if always... I was trying to escape from a situation where I was being arrested, I could throw this book as a weapon. Yeah. And that now that I'm pretty sure that does happen on and Chunking Express. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that uh, is probably the primary use of books by most of the cast of Cromartie High School. Yeah, no question. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to think if a uh, a book appears in the chapters for tonight, but I don't think I don't think we have one. So no, uh, unfortunately, I I can't provide a smooth segue. But <laughs> let's talk to let's talk about the the chapters. Okay. Uh, first page, chapter seventy two. Hok- uh, Hokuto's head looks. Well, Hokuto's body looks enormous in proportion to his head. His head just looks like a very small little tiny, tiny head. And that made me laugh right away. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and then, in the, and then the next panel, his head is enormous again. Yeah, it's like complete, and his body goes away completely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, even with his like super long hair, his head just looks so tiny. Yeah, <laughs> his shoulders are like, his shoulders are like at least like five times the width of his head. Yeah. Which I don't I don't think is a standard proportion. Um, I mean, I think some of it is supposed to be trying to do like the the angle, you know, it's like pointing the perspective, up. Yeah, the perspective uh, of like, you know, sort of looking up at him. But um, it is mm. quite extreme. But I mean, also, I'm looking over at, at uh, Taganochi on the previous chapter page. Um, and that boy's got some some wide shoulders as well. Uh, but it just it suits him better. <laughs> Yeah, you know? it does. Yeah, he also, I feel like the proportions are maybe a little more, uh, um, proportional. Yeah, <laughs> with Takanuchi. Uh, but yeah, the other yeah, the other you, thing with chapter seventy-two, I, you look at you look at Takanuchi and you're like, that is a that's a boy with some broad shoulders. Uh, you look at this picture of Akudo and you're like, that's a boy with a small head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the perspective thing is like not yeah uh it's not helping <laughs> uh it's like it's not enough like the angle of the perspective is not enough to like really sell it for yeah for that degree of diminishment yeah for sure um uh this chapter is set on a train yet another example of how trains are overused <laughs> uh devices in fiction uh, but carry on. You were about to say something. Um, I felt like there's also two trains. This uh, Cromartie yeah. is already they used a train once, and then he's using another train. Like, come on. Um, I felt like this first chapter. I mean, there's funny bits in it. Um, but it was it was not at the height of like last chapter. You know, um, like just in general, like. Uh, there's some, again, some like nice moments. Um, uh, Maeda just kind of sitting throughout all of it. Um, the final delivery of like Hokuto not knowing the lackey's name, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, we go through all of it and then we just get back to the, that base joke. Um, it was good, but it, like, it wasn't, it wasn't hitting like some of the other chapters we've read recently. Uh, the next one though, and it was like set up for the next one. I almost just wanted it to be one chapter, especially like at this point. It basically is. Yeah. Um, because the part where you get to, um, they're trying to remember what Maeda looks like. And Maeda is the one other one who's on this train, the wrong train. Um, why don't you just like, can you describe really quick? What what Maida looks like? Yeah, because some people I, don't read along. People should be should be reading along, but like, um, so his eyes are they're like kind of long and and narrow, sort of like this. Um, and I would say like his forehead. Are you like gesturing? You're gesturing with your hands, right? Yeah, now? and it's like his forehead. That's, yeah, that's good. His forehead is like it's about this wide, but like it's. The thing about his forehead is that it feels like a dominant part of, like, his design, but it's not really that big. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, his forehead is like, mm, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. But so there's there's this. But his jaw, his jaw is like whoa. Yeah. Um. So there's this part where uh, they're trying to find. He's trying to like describe what Maeda looks like. Right. And is having trouble. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling this push. I mean, I think we're doing a great job, but I still feel like there's like a little bit more. Uh, and I wish that we had something visual. And so I wish that like I could tell you two faces to Google. And then you combine <laughs> those faces and you would get Maeda. Um, what if we start? Okay. Well, let's just, let's just do an experiment since we're kind of at a loss here. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. That's the first face that comes to mind. <laughs> um, yeah, let's... So we're going to pull up our be- our best picture of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so just... Well, so we need to be like, Google Jake Gyllenhaal, right? And then we need yeah, to like... Uh, yeah, already done. Yeah, we need to go like early on in images. Like we can't, you know... Like do we just want to do like the, the Wikipedia er- page for Jake Gyllenhaal? Right, we can't... We can't dig too deep. Yeah. We'll get lost. So, like, I feel like, like, Maya doesn't have the stubble, but I feel like we've got, like, the right jawline here, right? Like, the mouth and jawline on, on Jake Gyllenhaal, not, not when he's smiling, but, like, if you look at one where he has, like, the, the serious face, like, the Wikipedia page or his IMDb page, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if we get, like, the jaw and mouth, we've kind of got Maeda going here, right? Except I would just, like, the curve on Jake's mouth is like a, more upwards and yeah. Maida is, is downwards. Yeah. Imagine that like Jake is sort of doing a little bit of like a, a pouty frown. Right. But just yeah, all we'll the time. Can, as just his, his resting you... face. Yeah. I'm trying to locate that image while. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not easy to find. Um, and then, oh, um, wow. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I'm just looking at pictures of Jake Joel yeah. all over here. Um. So what, let me let me look at. Uh, I'm trying to find. Uh, this this is an aggressively large picture. I'm about to send you. <laughs> is it even gonna send? You, I think you have to follow the link and then just let it. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're almost getting some Uh Maeda eyes here. They need to be a little bit wider. Uh, Yeah, a little more like square as well. Yeah. Um, The nose is completely wrong. Maeda's nose is smaller and it's more. It's like it's a little upturned. You know, it's a little upturned and it's more, it's more narrow. It's got like a little bit of that, like smaller. that cute anime girl nose, you know, that like sort of pops up a little bit. It's got that little upturn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like not quite to the full of it. Like there's more nostril than there would be on the cute anime girl, but it's like moving in that direction from Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm trying to remember another, you know what? I think, I think I may have found a good. A good second person to mix this with? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the second person is Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I haven't even looked it up yet, but yeah. You, yeah. Doesn't that, that just felt right? 
Yeah. I just had a, I had a feeling. And then when I started Googling the image. Yeah. So this pretty, is like the, from pieces of history. It's pretty validating. Pieces of history, National Archives. Oh, if you go to Google. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I, yeah. Did, I didn't even realize so, what like, I was doing. Imagine, like, we've got, like, the forehead here of Dwight, right? But, like, imagine that he, like, still had more hair, and he kind of, like, slicked it back a little bit. Like, it wasn't, like, long, right? Um, yeah. It's like if he, like, spiked it, he would have, like, the really short, like, um, like, smash mouth kind of spike, or, um, <laughs> what's the, what's the, uh, what's the other guy who, who does the diner drive-ins and dives? Oh, oh. Guy, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Uh, so imagine like that kind of like hair. Like it's like dyed. Okay, so we're imagining D- Dwight D. Eisenhower yeah, it's like, with Guy Fieri. Yeah, it's like bleach. And it, <laughs> if, it. You, if you put the glue in it, it would spike. But instead, he's just taken some of the like hair grease and just slicked it straight back instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the eyes are are serendipitously close. To to Mida here, yeah. Like the orientation and shape is almost dead on. Yeah, you just you need to like imagine him like squinting a little bit more. Yeah, they're they're more narrow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think we've gotten there. Um, I think I think we've squared we squared the circle. So anyway, there's the, uh, there's this part where uh, they find two guys on the train <laughs> where one guy has like the the eyes and mouth. Of Maeda, but the wrong face shape. And the other guy has the right face shape, but like the wrong eyes and mouth. Um, and the second guy, the guy with the glasses, looks like my boss at work. <laughs> I couldn't get. Yeah, he's got that. real boss vibes. He does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, for sure, especially. Um, and the the first guy has the vibes of a CEO, where people will be like, "Oh, is he a yakuza?" And he's not, but he just has the vibes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely got some vibes yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um this guy is like acted as like a bit role in a Yakuza movie. No, he's not starring. <laughs> he's not starring, you know? Yeah, this uh, guy looks like a refrigerator salesman. Yeah. 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 And so does the second guy. <laughs> yeah. Actually. But, but but in very their their tactics are very different. Yeah, the first guy sells used refrigerators yeah. and the second. The second guy sells new ones. Yeah, and the first guy is like kind of weirdly aggressive about it. Um, <laughs> it's five dollars, okay? Just take it. Uh, you know it's a great value, but just you could resell it for more than that. The part that made me really—I mean, one, these guys' faces and stuff are really good. Uh, so yeah. I really like that part of it. But also, then just thinking about how Hokuro uh, went around the train. Trying to find, like, you know, two guys that look enough like Maeda to do this and must have just walked past Maeda, like, multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Because our perspective of the train that they're on, like, the car that they're on, is it's just the three of them. Maeda's just, like, sitting, you know, up in front of them more. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't really see the direction that... uh Hokuto's traveling. That's true. He, we don't see him travel move at all. That's true. He could have. It's just like he could have gone to another car. He could have gone back to another car. Yeah, and then come back. The yeah, not from not in Midas direction. Yeah, but it's funnier to to think that uh, that he walked past Mida. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then at the end, uh, not to jump forward too aggressively, but the final panel is just gold. Yeah. Because Maida, I think amongst all of the characters, Maida is one of maybe the the less expressive, typically. Yeah, I feel like he emotes the least. Yeah, I think this has something to do with his overall lacking presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two things often can be connected. It's rare to see Maeda with his eyes this wide. Right. Yes. And now you just have this explosion. And and his mouth in a shape in anything other than (laughs) the slightly pouty Jake Gyllenhaal frown. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but the sudden, I think it's the two things for me, which is the, the first one being that it's just like such an explosive outburst of emotion express like expression on his face yeah but then also it's extremely silly yeah just the way that it's drawn is so it's not even like it doesn't convey anger really to me and that's like i think that's the initial reading of the scene is that he's mad because he's been like mistaken and he's ruminating on how he has no presence and like it's ridiculous that these guys can't remember what i look like and then they like truly, they like point at him and they're like, that guy looks like Maida. And he's like, damn it, I am Maida. So he's like supposed to be mad, but he really just looks like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looks like he's someone just tased him. <laughs> yeah. Like the initial like couple milliseconds of being tased. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Next time we'll be reading chapter 74 from volume 4. You can find the full schedule at exportaudio slash schedule. If you have questions for us, send them to ghostdiverspot at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast and others by coming on our patron of the network at exportaudio and listen a week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive bonus episodes for a variety of podcasts on the network, but especially coffee and comic books, a podcast where they actually talk about the comics most of the time. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find the free feed at exportaudio slash puton or by searching Pondering Puton on their podcast of choice. If you like listening to, it, <coughs> listening to us, Talk. We do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at exportaudio slash Ghost Divers or by searching Ghost Divers in your podcast of choice. We're currently talking about a manga where there's a significant scene set on a train. You can find the show at Ponder Putan on Twitter, just at Putan on Ghost. You can find me at Fox Omni on Twitter, Ghost and Blue Sky, where you can check my pinned tweet or pinned toast, but not my pinned skeet because those don't exist yet. To find links to all of my podcasts, where can people find you, Connor? Y'all can find me at Rebelay or ABBLAAS on Twitter and co host, uh, but I don't post very much for a warning. And our roping theme is Ninka Nante by Yoshiro Takaro. And taking us out today is Train Train by the Blue Hearts. Also, uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out on November 21st, it's still Nerissa's birthday. So go wish Nerissa Ravencroft a happy birthday. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.
に乗って行こう裸足のままで飛び出してあの列車に乗って行こう土砂降りの痛みの中を傘もささず走っていくやらしさも汚らしさも抜き出しにして走っていく